Hello everybody, welcome to episode number 38, where we're going to be talking about the difference between ketosis and ketoacidosis. Stay tuned. What if everything you know about weight loss and overall health was purchased just to sell a product? What if your health was sacrificed just to increase profit margins? And what can you do to become more aware and question all the greedy motives that are putting your life and your loved ones at risk? Welcome to our podcast, Health Over Greed, with your host, Tyler Clark. The answers to these questions start in three, two, one. All right, guys, this is a huge one to be talking about because I absolutely hear this all the damn time. And I'm sure if you're about to embark on your keto journey or you've already been embarking on a keto journey, you have heard this exact phrase from many people out there. And so I want to discuss that today. But I want to make sure you stick with me through this entire thing. Because at the very end, I'm going to tell you how to tie this all together. And how do I apply it in your life? And plus, you can't miss out on the greedy fact of the day. It's the best part of the show. All right, guys. So ketosis and ketoacidosis, they are two separate things. But mainstream scholars and people who don't want you to do the ketogenic diet or people who are misinformed or uninformed will tell you that you cannot go into a state of ketosis because you will end up in a state of ketoacidosis. Now, if you don't know what ketoacidosis is or you're new to keto, so you really don't even know what ketosis is, let's break this down into simple format so we can all easily understand it. So ketosis, all of our lives, our body for it to run and run properly needs to be able to burn some type of fuel source. Your body is constantly going all the time. It doesn't matter if you lay in your bed all day. Your organs and your brain function and your blood flow and everything that's going on, especially your heartbeat, is burning so many calories, more calories actually, while you're sitting down than what you could ever burn by going to the gym. Does that make sense? Basically, your body is a machine working all the dang time and it needs fuel. I mean, most of my life, it could be different for you, but I've been burning carbs. Now, carbs for fuel gets turned into glycogen. That's sugar. So just think about it is, okay, carbs is a type of fuel that gets broken down in my body, and my body uses it for fuel all over the place, for all the organs, for my blood flow, my heart, my brain. That's my fuel source. And for me, I've been that way all my life, except for the last five years. So now to get into a state of ketosis, you have one way your body burning carbs, or you convert your body to burn fat as fuel instead. And to be able to do that, your body's got to get into a state of ketosis. A state of ketosis allows your liver to release ketone bodies into your blood, which are like little mini energy packets just blasting through your blood. So there's two types of ways your body can burn energy. And it can use carbs or it can use fats. And the fats way puts you into a state of ketosis. Now, there's a huge difference from being in a state of ketosis and a state of ketoacidosis. So let's break down what ketoacidosis actually is 
and why you shouldn't be afraid of it. And it's a huge myth of what people are talking about. But first, I've got to tell you about my affiliate marketing, a way you can make money by helping my brand grow larger. Take a listen. How would you like to be paid for helping change people's lives? Whether you're looking for a part-time, full-time, supplemental income, or maybe you just want to help people, it's time to become an affiliate. I'll pay you 20 to 50% commissions just for giving word of mouth. You promote my company Fastified, and we do all the selling for you in the background, and you'll be paid for every purchase your customer makes today and into the future. New technology has paved the way for us to make this happen. Apply to become a Fastified affiliate today by clicking the link below and watching the video with full explanation on how it works. Trust me when I tell you, you have never seen this before. Join our family and help people around the world electrify their results. All right, guys, so now ketoacidosis. This is only a problem if you are a person that cannot produce insulin. For example, if you are a type 1 diabetic, that means that you were born being a type 1. That means that all your life, you have not been able to produce insulin. Now, if you don't know, just really quick, insulin is needed by the body because your blood sugar levels start to rise. Insulin is released to lower your blood sugars. But type 1 diabetics, that's why they have to self-inject insulin because they can't produce it. So if a type 1 diabetic were to try keto and not really understand uh, the balance between the insulin and the, and the ketones, it could be trouble. That's why di type 1 diabetics could be extremely careful. Now type 1s do use the diet, but they have to look out because what happens is for a person that isn't a type 1 diabetic, right, or isn't a diabetic at all, for like me, for example, I produce insulin normally. So what happens is when I put my body into a state of ketosis, the ketone levels come out, my liver releases ketone levels throughout the blood. But insulin is able to monitor this. It's able to have a perfect, nice balance, right? So it keeps you in ketosis and everything is going good. Your body is functioning the way it's supposed to. But if I was a type one, I wouldn't have insulin in there to help that. So my body could actually produce a crazy, crazy amount of ketones throughout the body. That is what will send you into ketoacidosis, which could potentially kill you. That's when it gets scary. But we don't have to worry about that when you produce insulin normally. So if you are not a diabetic, this is not something that you need to worry about. But if you are a diabetic, this is something you need to consult your doctor about. And you don't hear me talking about doctors very often, but this is a big deal, or you need to um, talk to somebody that actually knows what they're doing when it comes to the ketogenic diet, because ketoacidosis is potential in diabetics. I know I'm talking about that so often, but I'm trying to let you understand that these people who are so misinformed about what keto and ketoacidosis is, and they just spew it like they know what they're talking about, drives me crazy. They're so misinformed. I used to hear it all the time. Don't go into keto. You're gonna go. You're gonna die because of because of ketoacidosis. And then you ask them just a, a question. Hey, what's ketoacidosis? Like, how is it gonna kill me? They can't even explain it to you. 
They can't have the conversation with you. It's not possible for them because they're misinformed. They read an article that they want to believe. And like yesterday's podcast, they have an ideology about something. So they're going to demonize keto and they're going to use every false assumption there possibly is to tell you how bad it is. Yet, facts don't matter to them. Kind of crazy how it's pretty close to politics where people in their 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 thought process and and how they want to believe things. But remember, like I said yesterday, health should have nothing to do with it. So just back to ketoacidosis for a little bit. So remember, ketoacidosis develops when you have extremely high level of ketones in your blood. So what does that mean? It can actually turn your blood acidic, which is very deadly if it's not untreated. So there you go. If you put that in just simple context so you can understand, because you'll probably hear it from people. Like, hey, this is what's going to kill you. This is not what's going to kill you. What I've noticed and what helps me combat people who are misinformed that want to um, submit their ideology onto you just because you're doing something they don't agree with, you just got to ask them questions. You're going to find out really fast they don't know what they're talking about. I I used to, like back in the day when I would hear all these different crazy things, I used to just like get defensive and get mad. For example, I have a friend and she's a nurse and she used to tell me all the time, you're going to have really high cholesterol or you're going to clog up your arteries or you're going to die <laughs> or it's not sustainable. She, I mean, I would just hear it all the time. What happened would, was I used to get defensive and get mad and then I was like, you're wrong. But I would never say anything like, or I would just come. I don't know. I just, I came at it entirely wrong. And standing to where I am today, seeing how I was before, kind of like shows me that you just like, you can't get mad. You, you just got to get more informed and then you got to ask questions. Because 99.9% .9 chance that they don't know what they're talking about. Even though they may be a doctor or a nurse, these same people still may not know what you're talking about. Now, how crazy is that? Since schooling is crazy for them, right? It's crazy. Um, I mean, they're probably more informed about every other thing you could possibly imagine. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you some of the bones in your body, and they could probably tell you that, or your organs and stuff. But the way hospitals treat things, it usually comes from with medications and all sorts of different things. And and they don't want you to go one way or the other because, like, seriously, I mean, think about it. If you just think about it, I don't want to get off topic, but a ketogenic diet has been demonized since the 60s. And hospitals and medical treat treatment centers and everything have completely sided with the demonization. So even when they're teaching and giving studies to students, they're teaching things that could very well be completely against what could be healthy for the person? Are, I mean, you're talking about big pharma, a $1 trillion industry a year, right? Like, it, it gets just kind of crazy when you think about it. But there's also amazing people out there, nurses, doctors. There are doctors out there who self-study and get very aware on the knowledge that maybe they are not learning and they start teaching this stuff. I can tell you a ton of MDs and uh, doctors and everybody who are out there who embrace the very fact of keto, right? I, I know I got off subject. I just hate the fact that like 
Dr. A, you could say, hey, I'm about to do keto, and he could be like, you're going to go into a state of ketoacidosis. But Dr. B would say, keto's great for you, this is what's going to help, and then ask the questions, maybe are you a diabetic, do you have high blood sugar levels, do you have this? They're aware, they know. Why is it that we have two doctors with two different uh, philosophies? That's what I don't agree with, and that's where us as a society, as people, have to start becoming more aware, because we have to take our health back into our own hands. So sorry, I know that that whole segment was completely kind of off um, off topic, but it's just the way I feel. In we've got to do something about it, and I hope that that speaks volumes to you. That like you just be, got to become aware. So when you have people combat you with these kind of things, just remember to inform yourself and then ask questions. Don't get mad like I used to. Just ask questions because I promise you, most of the time they're not going to know what they're talking about. Because if anybody tells you you're going to die because of ketoacidosis, they're completely wrong because they don't know nothing about you. They haven't asked you questions about maybe what you're experiencing, what's going on in like, maybe you do have really high blood sugar levels. Maybe you're pre-diabetic. Yes, then those are the times you start talking about it, right? Because then you're going to have to start being careful. But anyways, I want to jump in a little bit deeper on this subject. Uh, Not too deep. You know, I like to keep it really simple. But first, I need to tell you, about my secrets collection, the three books that I have self-published and created for you to bring a simple philosophy around how to lose real lasting weight without even having to exercise if you don't want to. So make sure you listen to this advertisement and check out the link below when you're done. How would you like to become an expert on health and weight loss while helping your loved ones achieve the same? Introducing The Secrets Collection. Three books turning complicated answers into simple solutions overnight. Visit www.fastify.net or go to the description of this podcast below and click the link. All right, guys. So I want to dive in a little bit deeper, but try to make it as simple as possible, if that makes sense. (laughs) I want to explain right now Like, what are the true differences between the two, okay? And I want to start with ketosis. So, ketosis, you have low insulin levels, but you have insulin. When you're in ketosis, you have low sugar, right? So, you have low sugar, low insulin, but you still have insulin. Insulin is not at zero. And when ketones are released by the liver into your blood system, how to make this simple? Let's see Basically, I'm just going to give you a number, and it's it's how it's measured in the ketone scale. So basically, if you were to take like a blood test and see how many ketones are in your body, it would be one through eight. Okay, so I just want you to imagine like a scale, and you have one through eight. That's roughly the scale of how many ketones could be going through your body. Eight being pretty much max, not that high, right? It's controlled. Ketosis, you are controlled. The problem and where people get confused is since keto, ketosis, and ketoacidosis pretty much sound the same because they both use keto in front of them, they get it confused because they think it's a real thing for people who are not diabetics. So what happens though is it's not the ketones that actually make you ketoacidosis. So now let's jump over to ketoacidosis. By the way, if you ever go look into any doctors, like real doctors that have dealt with ketoacidosis and you ask them, hey, what kind of 
people like what kind of um what is the word I'm looking for what well, i'm having a day today but what kind of patients there you go what kind of patients are coming in who are experiencing ketoacidosis and they're all going to tell you they're diabetics now there are three symptoms that make you ketoacidosis that all correlate with each other that make this possible now the reason number one reason we've already talked about is because you do not produce insulin you produce zero insulin, so it's uncontrollable. Ketoacidosis is uncontrollable. Ketosis is controllable. So then blood sugar levels. If you don't know much about blood sugar levels, I highly recommend you go find my podcast talking about blood sugar levels because it's important. Blood sugar plays a huge role when it comes to your weight, weight loss, and health. If you have blood sugar levels that are skyrocketing, you need to make a change in your diet right now. So when it comes to ketoacidosis, anything over 200 is a problem. If you are a person that maybe has never even taken a blood test, you should go check it out. You just take the blood test and you do the test and it will tell you what your um, blood sugars are. For example, normal, you should be around 100 in a fasted state. Actually, less than that. In a fasted state, you should be around 70 mg to 100, just in that kind of state. When you eat, you shouldn't be going up in excesses over like one. So I know my body personally is about 120 to 140. It just kind of depends. If I'm in keto, I'll sit at 100. I'll never go over 100. It all just depends on what you're eating. But those are normal ranges. If you're skyrocketing to over 200, especially in a fasted state, you're a problem. You're either pre-diabetic, you haven't been told by a doctor that you're a diabetic yet, and which is scary because they're most likely going to put you on medication, but that's for another um, podcast. But the problem is, is once you're going over 200, now you have the symptoms to be able to go into ketoacidosis. So now if you're doing ketosis and you are a person that has really high blood sugar levels over 200 and your body does not produce insulin whatsoever. And then the third one is low pH levels. If you have all three of these, you are going to go into ketoacidosis. And that is scary because it's dangerous. So when people tell you that ketoacidosis is dangerous, they are correct. But what they're, what they're incorrect on is the fact that it has anything to do with ketosis. Okay, once you remove diabetic out of the situation or pre-diabetic or somebody who can't produce insulin at all, you will have nothing to do with ketoacidosis. Does that make sense? <laughs> I hope that makes sense to you. Because when somebody tells you this in the future or you're having a conversation, just ask them the question. Just ask them the questions. That's it. Because there's two massive differences between being in ketosis and ketoacidosis. But all right, guys, I'm going to go into telling you a little bit about my new product, Fastified. But stick with me because afterwards, I'm going to tell you on what kind of questions you can ask people and how you can make this information benefit your life and your understanding. And then we're going to hit the greedy fact of the day. Are you doing the ketogenic diet? Are you intermittent fasting every day? Or maybe you're just sick of supplements loaded with dangerous ingredients. 
This is when Fastified was born. The first pre-workout slash energy blend that won't break your fast, will keep you in a state of ketosis, and also doesn't sacrifice your health with artificial flavors, dyes, or preservatives. Whether you're going to the gym or just need a fast pick-me-up, Fastified delivers intense energy you won't find anywhere else. Visit www.fastify.net or go to the podcast description below and click the link. All right, guys. So now if I were to be told, oh, you're doing keto? Oh, keto? Tyler, you're doing keto? You know you're going to die, right? Keto acidosis is going to kill you. (laughs) I would just simply say, let's have a conversation. I want to ask you a couple questions. And what are some of those questions that I would ask? Well, number one is, will you please explain what ketoacidosis is? Number one question, what's your explanation of ketoacidosis? Because that's the one they usually just can't answer at all. They don't know what it is. They've just heard about it. But ask that question. And then what if they do explain that, then ask them another question. And the next question you should be, make it multiple choice. Let, let's just say true or false. Hey, true or false. Can you get ketoacidosis when you can produce insulin? There you go. There's a quick one. They're going to guess, so they'll have, to fit, they'll have a 50% chance. Or also, you can ask them, who are the majority of people who get ketoacidosis? And that's diabetic. You know all the answers from this podcast. Those are the three questions I would ask them because those three questions they're not going to be able to answer. Number one, you're going to stump them with what is ketoacidosis? Because can you answer that for me right now? I mean, we've talked about it a lot right now, but can you answer that? Because that's what's crazy is these people are so misinformed that it'll blow you. It'll blow them away. They won't even know how to answer you. They'll probably get emotional and all mad. And then you, then you can then say, hey, no, so this is what happens in ketoacidosis. This is what happens in ketosis. I hope that helps you. How I would introduce this into my life and have a complete and full understanding is I would just inform yourself a little bit more. That's it. Uh, you already know what ketosis is, right? It's a state where we burn fuel as fat. And then ketoacidosis is for people who do not produce insulin, who are at risk of their blood skyrocketing in ketones, which then becomes acidic, which then can kill them. But for one thing that I did miss previously, when you remember I told you the scale one through eight on ketones, when it comes to ketoacidosis, we're talking like 20, 20 on this scale. So one to eight is normal. And you're talking 20 when you're hitting ketoacidosis. It means ketones are going crazy in your blood, like uncontrollably. So I hope that makes sense, guys. Um, Now let's get to it. Let's get to the greedy fact of the day. When you are a type 1 or become a type 2 diabetic, you have one out of four chance you are going to die from a heart problem. How sad, right? I'm sorry. I'm just, I've got to tell you that. You're going to have heart problems. One out of every four people who are a diabetic will die from a heart problem. That could be cardiovascular. And I know that's a little grim, but just think about that. If you know a family member, you know a loved one, that kid just keeps on eating and won't stop eating bad foods and they're not healthy and their blood sugars are rising, they're getting really fat. When they become a type 2 diabetic, they're going to die of a heart problem. And the worst part about it 
is when they become a type 2 diabetic, their doctor is going to put them on medication that's going to cement them to dying from a heart problem. That's scary, right? So it's time to become aware and let people know. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review as we'll be dropping a new episode every day to help you on your journey to losing weight, becoming healthier, or even help save the lives of your loved ones. It's time to question everything we believed and show the world I am more than just a statistic. And if you want to know more about our host, Tyler Clark, visit www.officialtylerclark.com.